Alrighty, everyone, another episode of the Mid-Illini Softball Podcast, recapping uh, quite the interesting one out at Eastside Center this afternoon. Uh, the wind was blowing quite rapidly, to be quite frank. Um, I, I even made a joke um, in my tweet saying that I had gotten to the game or whatever, that um, that if you make even half-decent content... Uh, with the softball today, that thing probably goes three, four hundred feet, because <laughs> you know just the way, just how viciously the wind was blowing. I think it kind of created all sorts of interesting dynamics for the game, and and honestly, it ended up factoring in big time. Um, there was a couple of errors, a um, couple of plays where when I'm keeping my book, I you know I had to give them hits. You know there were, I think there was a dropped single, or if you can call it a dropped single. Uh, from East Peoria on the defensive side where I had to give it a hit just because, you know, you can't chalk it up to a true defensive error because there was no contact made by the player. It literally just dropped. So, like, maybe in in theory a mental error on the grounds of reading the ball because of what direction the wind's going or how hard the wind's blowing or whatever. Um, but in terms of the statistical definition of an error, there there weren't many there were a couple and a couple came at really crucial times you could say for both teams um but kind of like i'll say in a little bit in my post-game interview with coach menzioni um that this game really kind of had a little bit of everything uh, whether it be uh, strange defensive miscues um fly balls that on a normal day would be caught as opposed to dropped singles like i was just talking about uh so that there's a whole slew of things that kind of made um, this afternoon's game uh, so unique. And on top of that, um, the game was really back and forth um, between um, East Peoria and Lincoln, and it took a bottom of the seventh uh, walk-off single from Meadow Terry that decided things, and she did pretty well, all things considered, in the circle. I know that might get kind of lost in a 6-5 final score, but I think she did pretty well, like I said, all things considered. Um, Looking at how she did, like I said, with the pitching, uh, had a run where she struck out four straight from between the first and second inning. Uh, Didn't allow her first base runner um, until a walk in the top of the third inning. Uh, That's the same inning that Lincoln got their first run um, on an RBI single. And that, at the time, East Spirit already led 2-1, off the two-run single uh, from Strong. But prior to that, Terry and Brown both reached, and it was a hit-by-pitch by Meadow. And I you know, I was a little confused on that play because Meadow got hit on kind of like one of those elbow guard things. And, I mean, yes, I suppose it kind of sticks out a little bit. But, I mean, you could hear a quick or a clear dunk. The first one hit, hitting Meadow, the second one, um, the second one hitting uh, the catcher's mitt, and Lincoln didn't think it hit her, um, but maybe they were a little further away from it. I don't know, but um, just kind of part of the funkiness, I suppose, uh, of today's game. But Meadow Terry, Kiara Brown, both reach. Olivia Strawn, the two-run single. That was probably East Peoria's biggest inning when you look at it. Um, obviously, there were other run-scoring innings, uh, including the game winner, uh, but that was definitely a good start for them. But right back came Lincoln uh, with an RBI ground out um, in the fourth, and then you flip it back over to the bottom of the fourth, um, and 
It was a leadoff single uh, for Kiara Brown. They got things going. By the way, Kiara had a three-hit game. Uh, scored came around the score on two of those three hits, um, but it was kind of an unconventional uh, double steal. At least that's what I thought happened. If anybody from East Peoria is watching this and this isn't what happened, let me know. Because um, I took two seconds to write down the play in my scorebook, and I look up, and, oh, they're happy. A run came in. I well, okay, the only thing I can think logically that could have happened there is a double steal. So that's what I marked down for uh, Olivia Strahd and Kalen Kratz, uh, the double steal to score a run there. Um, and then in the top of the fifth, uh, Lincoln pitcher Kara Farnham uh, hit a solo home run to keep the Railers right in it at that point. Um, and then that's where you're, you know, and then East Peoria goes one, two, three with three ground outs in the bottom of the fifth. And, you know, maybe not for the Raiders, but at least on the surface from a general perspective, you're maybe thinking a little bit of doubt creeps in just because, you know, it is a critical. Um, you're starting to get into the latter innings of the ball game. You don't know how many chances, particularly with that part of your order, because uh, that was that was uh, two, three, four due up um, that half for EP. So may- maybe a little bit of the dial ticking towards negative um, after that one, two, three, fifth, um, and then it probably didn't make it any easier uh, when two runs scored on an E1 uh, for East Peoria defensively. Um, in the top half, in the reciprocating top half, um, and giving Lincoln a 5-3 lead in the middle of the sixth, so not just the 1-2-3 inning, but the unconventional way in which Lincoln took that 5-3 lead. Um, and there was no one probably happier than Meadow Terry in the circle that the Raiders bounced right back uh, with the uh, first, let's see, the first five players all reaching base uh, Meadow led off with a walk. Uh, Kiara Brown a single. Sofia Ravallo a single. Olivia Strawn reached on a fielder's choice. And that was kind of a scary play because I believe, um, well, Sophie probably had someone running for her, but um, there was a fielder's choice at second base, and the Lincoln shortstop kind of got tangled up, and it looked like she had a pretty severe leg injury, had to get helped off, but then went right back into the game. So, like, nothing happened effectively. Um but after that fielder's choice, the Crotz RBI single, um, and then a couple of strikeouts uh, ended the inning. But again, one run did score. And basically, what I'm getting at, and you kind of catch on here, is you know we're talking about the bottom of the sixth at this point. That East Period tied it back up at five, um, but not not the most conventional <laughs> run scoring and unconventional. Probably the word of the day, not just because of the wind. Um, but just kind of a funky way uh, for this game to happen. And I'll have to go back and look at the final totals, but I would imagine, uh, whether it be for Meadow Terry for East Peoria or Kara Farnham for Lincoln, that not too many of the runs on either side were earned just because of the nature. It just seemed like so many um, of the way the runs scored were, you know, not not normal, <laughs> um, to, to say the least. I, I think the big thing... Uh, for East Peoria in terms of locking the wind down, um, tied at five and whatnot, keeping it at a tied score where, well, obviously, you know, first one across the plate ends it um, in the bottom half, uh, was holding Lincoln scoreless in the top of the seventh. Things did get a little tricky. Uh, a single, a E6, a walk, um, put, uh, 
put East Peoria maybe in a bit of a tricky situation defensively, uh, but they did get a ground out to end that top half and keep a, well, for that inning anyway, keep a zero in the run column. And I kind of alluded to it on Twitter, uh, East Peoria effectively, you know, you can especially say it now that the game's over and the Raiders won. Um but you could effectively say they had them right where they wanted them. I mean, you hear that phrase quite a bit in sports, um, but East Peoria really did have them right where they wanted them uh, with Luna, Lane, and Terry uh, do up uh, one, two, three in that order. Um, and Gracie Luna led off with a single. Gabby Lane had a sacrifice to move her in the scoring position, and Meadow Terry hit the walk-off RBI single up the middle to end the ball game. Uh, so a little bit of a case of pitcher helping herself out uh, to end that one. And as Coach Menzioni will talk here in a little bit, I think the only real negative for East Peoria in terms of, and, and really when you look at games like this, and I'm not just talking about this in the case of the Raiders, this could go for any softball team in the history of the sport. You you do sometimes have to be careful labeling what went so well, what went so bad in games like this when the weather is just so out of left field, whether it be the wind, the temperatures, yada, yada, because there's always a saying of, on a normal day, insert whatever play here, you know. And obviously at the end of the day, you know, they – You know, when they look at it in terms of the polls or in terms of postseason resume, they don't go, oh, well, you know, that that game was in the wind and they weren't there. Win's a win, loss is a loss Um, when when you look at it from that perspective. Uh, So East Peoria does get it done um, by the 6-5 final score uh, with three unanswered runs at the end. Uh, And like I said, a, a wild one, like I said from the beginning, that had a little bit of everything in it. Um, and why don't we take this time to talk to East Peoria head coach Danae Menzioni. So obviously the thing I want to start with, like I told Brian, is this game had a little bit of everything, but is there almost a sense of relief ending up on the winning side of a game like this as opposed to maybe being on the other side? Oh yeah, you definitely want to come out with a win and you know, we didn't play our best softball, so when you come out and you play ugly and you still get a win, we'll take it. And I think part of that uniquity of this game is how productive the bottom half of your order was today. Kind of talk about how critical that was to getting the win. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing some really good things lately and getting on base a lot for us. So when they're on base and we can score those runs in, you know, that, that always helps. Is there anything in particular you're telling Meadow or Soph as a battery when the wind's such whipping around as it is such maybe unnatural conditions, or you just tell them just be you? Yeah, it's definitely just be you. They've been doing a great job together. Um, so you don't want to mess with them too much. And they're figuring it out, and it's, it's good growing and learning pains along the way. What do you think it does for Meadows' confidence in the circle when you guys lose that lead kind of late, then you bounce right back with two runs in that one inning, kind of talk about what that might mean for her as a pitcher? Yeah, as a pitcher, you always want the run support. So when you see your run support kind of go away, they you know you tend to tense up, um, but not her. And she understands that our offense can break out at any given moment. What kind of learning lessons can you take from this game considering how wacky of a weather game it was? We need to do a better job on fly balls with wind. So Mother Nature, nature needs to give us some wind when we have practice time. But best part you like out of this game today overall? We found a way to win at any given point. Um, I think that's huge. And um, 
there are definitely some, there are some growing, you know, um, Kiara was rough with fly ball, so I move her positions and kind of give her a mental break, and she came down, and we had a little miscue again at short, and she changed that and got the out at second, which was huge. So that was positive for us. And a wild one indeed. I want to thank Coach Menzioni uh, for taking the time to talk with me after the game. And turns out I ended up making the right choice uh, because I, I was looking at the two games. And like I said, uh, I believe it was on the last uh, post-game episode, um, talking about the Metamora doubleheader over Loyola I had mentioned in terms of determining uh, one game I was going to go to today that I, I try to prioritize, um, uh, try to prioritize, I'll get to what I just saw in a second, um, but try to prioritize middle line I teams that are home, um, as opposed, especially if it's like potentially a longer drive and obviously not let Bloomington's a horrible drive, but that game ended up getting canned anyway. Uh, so not, not the, uh, worst thing in the world in terms of scheduling that it just happened to pan out that way. Um, so let's take a look, um, elsewhere in the middle line. I conference again, I do not believe, especially with that Morton Bloomington cancellation, I do not believe anyone else played in the conference. Um, so some of this might be redundant in terms of who folks have got coming up next. Um, uh, let's see here. Canton. Uh, is hosting Pekin tomorrow uh, at 4.30. They should all be 4.30 starts. Uh, Dunlap is at Washington. That's my game of the day tomorrow. Um, kind of like I was talking about with Dunlap's game against East Peoria. And, you know, I wouldn't think anyone would misconstrue this saying. Uh, it is, I think, a put-up-or-shut-up game for Dunlap. Obviously, they've had an awesome uh, start to the year at 10-3, and three, two wins from tying their win total from last year. This is probably, because the East Pure game was at home, not saying that that should have been a win or something of that nature, but this is probably their toughest game to this point of the schedule in terms of trying to figure out where they are on the metaphorical measuring stick through these first 13, will be 14 games after tomorrow afternoon. So Dunlap at Washington at 4.30, my game of the day for tomorrow. East Peoria, quick turnaround. Uh, they host Morton at 4.30. Um, and then Metamora is going to be our post-game episode. Tomorrow, of course, uh, the Redbirds are at Limestone. Uh, pending how they do, I feel like I have to disclose that after how things went against Pekin, but I'm sure there will be at least a play or two this time around, depending on the result of the game. But uh, Metamora at Limestone uh, tomorrow at 4.30, and it is as Derek Linder said in his post-game interview after the Loyola doubleheaders, and and I, you know, it was kind of prompted by yours truly, but um, something always happens there. <laughs> um, we've played them in twelve innings. We've had outfielders knock balls over the fence. It's you know just just the funkiness. I don't know if it's the field. I don't really think it's really anything about the field. I just think it's honestly pure coincidence and kind of a bit of a running joke. That of all the schools in the conference, conveniently something weird or unconventional. Let's talk about unconventional from today. Uh, something unconventional always happens when the Redbirds play at Bartonville. So I think that's kind of the the excitement, if you will, uh, to see what happens tomorrow um, in Bartonville in terms of uh, in terms of what kind of funky things could happen. Um, but that's kind of how things shape up for 
the conference going into tomorrow. Again, my de facto game of the day is Dunlap at Washington, uh, the only battle um, atop the middle line standings. Obviously, everyone's playing, but in terms of 3-1 and one versus 3-1, and one, uh, it's my game of the day tomorrow, Dunlap at Washington. Um, but our post-game episode will be Metamora at Limestone. Hopefully get some broadcast highlights and some post-game interviews for you um, on that one. But otherwise, pretty quiet day in the middle of I-9 today. Just the East Peoria uh, 6-5 walk-off win over Lincoln. Um, again, Meadow Terry uh, got the win in the circle with four, five, six, seven. Looks like eight strikeouts, if I've done my math right. Eight strikeouts, and she also had uh, the RBI single. And kind of an unconventional game, like I said, at the end of the day. But a win's a win. And East Peoria moves to a league best in terms of overall record, uh, 14-3 with the win. And again, EP hosts Morton tomorrow. So, one more time for tomorrow. Canton hosting Pekin. Dunlap at Washington. Morton at East Peoria. Metamora at Limestone. Your four games tomorrow. And that last one, Metamora at Limestone, once again, will be our post-game episode tomorrow. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank Coach Menzioni for the time after the game. And it was a fun one. Uh, East Peoria walking off against Lincoln. A chilly one, a windy one, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but East Peoria defeats Lincoln this afternoon in walk-off fashion. Again, the walk-off RBI single from Meadow Terry. East Peoria over Lincoln 6-5. to five. And we'll be back with another episode of the Middle Eye Softball Podcast tomorrow, recamping Metamora at Limestone. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>